God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Woman Evolve. Woman Evolve. Woman Evolve 2021. Come on, you can do better than that. Is anybody glad to be in this place? Can I hear somebody just send up a shout of praise? Like being here wasn't convenient, but you made a way anyway. Like there's an expectation that God's going to do something in this place that only God can do. I want to hear the sound of expectation. I want to know when, if I'm in the right room. I want heaven to make sure that they understand that it's me, it's me. I'm the one waiting on the word. I'm the one waiting on a fresh wind. It's me, it's me. It's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Not my mother, but not my sister, but it's me, oh Lord. I want my neighbor to get some, but I want to get some too. I want my household to get some. Where are you watching online? Is it true? Is it true? Is it true? Man. I have a feeling that I'm in the right room. I have a feeling that God's got the right women in this room. I have a feeling that part of the reason why you had to go to hell to get in here is because it wasn't just your breakthrough that you're carrying. I hear God saying that you're sitting next to a woman that's carrying your breakthrough too. I hear heaven saying it's going to take all of y'all to break down the gates of hell. But when the gates of hell are broken down, they're not going to prevail against you any longer. I wish I had some demon bullies in this place who didn't mind running up on one more devil. Because if you run up on yours, I'm going to run up on mine. I am so sick and tired of the devil. Every time I turned around, there was something new happening. Every time I turned around, there was another issue taking place. And I said, God, if you just get me in that room, I promise you, I'm gonna let it all out. God, if you just let me out. Uh-uh, cause I need some backup. So every time you told me you were coming, I said I got some backup because I'm about to run up on the devil. You sit next to your backup. I might have to take my earrings off. What's up? What's up? What's up? What we doing? What we doing? We waited too long. We've been through too much hell. I said, what's up? Who wants it? Who wants it? Generational curses gotta go. I'm tired. I can't do it on my own. I need heaven to back me up. I got a devil that's bigger than me, but I got a God greater than any 
We got two days, who's with me? We got 48 hours. Are you with me up there? Are you with me on the front? Keep trying to take my joy. Keep trying to take my peace. Every time I get some focus, here you come with the same old distractions, trying to make me forget who I am. Yeah, 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 God, I need you on this one. God, and I need some Warren with me on this. I need some Warren women to take their position. Yeah, you sit next to a gangster, you better watch out. You sit next to somebody who then came from hell and back, you better watch out. I didn't survive some stuff. It cost me to be in this room. It cost me to lift my hands and worship. You don't know who I am. I've been through stuff you never know about, and I still came. And I don't believe, I don't believe the report of the enemy. So I dragged my hips to Dallas. I took off of work to watch a virtual experience because I don't believe the report of the enemy. I believe the report of the Lord. The Lord said that no weapon formed against me will prosper. And we prayed that God would throw his weight around. Not just in this room, not just in the virtual experience, but God, throw your weight around in my house. Throw your weight around in my business. Throw your weight around over my brokenness. Throw your weight around in my depression. Throw your weight around against cancer. Throw your weight around against grief. Throw your weight around, I know who you are. I call you holy. I call you healer. I call you my provider. I know who you are. Open up the floodgates. This is a circumstance that only heaven can respond to. You gotta know when you're out of your weight class. But you've got access. My job is to remind you that you have access. That you're not in this thing on your own. You've got access. You're not the only one who's ever faced this thing before. You're not the only one who's had to face this thing before. 
And I know that their outcome may not encourage you. But I hear God saying, don't judge his faithfulness based off of their outcome. I don't serve a God who sits back and watches me drown. Somebody's in this room and this is your life raft. Somebody's watching on the virtual experience and this is your life raft. Heaven sees you. Can you turn on the lights? I need to see my sisters in the back. We all in this thing together. I don't want to just see who's in the front. I want to see who's in the rafters too. I want to see if you're watching online. I want you to start telling me I'm here, I'm here. Look around you at all of these women. These are your sisters. Look at the chat. These are your sisters. I'm not going to let you fight this thing on your own. I'll lift my hands and worship when you can. I'll pray when the words won't come to your own mouth. I'm I'm not gonna face this thing on my own and because yeah because sometimes it's easier to pray for someone else than it is to pray for yourself you need that woman beside you she's gonna drag you to the finish line I'm not gonna sit here and get my deliverance and let you sit there with your arms folded like you didn't pay to get here like the rest of us girl you invested in breakthrough girl you invested in your deliverance and I'm not gonna let you miss a thing God gave me a word and we got work to do I love you, babe. I love you. There's a, something I wanna do. Something I wanna do because I want you to understand how much is counting on this moment. I'm in the Facebook group for the virtual experience, for the Woman Evolve 21 experience as a whole. If you in the Facebook group, make some noise. Before y'all get jealous, because you're not in it, you can still get in it. Don't let jealousy. Solo to soul, sisters, make some noise. I know y'all said, who to what? Listen, women in the Facebook group who were traveling on their own got together and said, you won't be on your own anymore. And they started a group called Solo to Soul Sisters because we just don't leave any women left behind. That's just what we do at Woman Evolve. But a woman who's been so near and dear to my heart invested in 2019 to come into the conference after having victory over cancer. She said, I wanna come to a Woman Evolve experience. Then just a few weeks ago, we learned that the cancer had spread to her brain. And she's undergoing radiation and the doctor said she couldn't travel. You know me, I'm like, what you mean by can't? <laughs> like if we get an RV and a driver, if we get a private jet, we rescue Eve around here, surely we can. <laughs> and they said, no, <clears throat> we wanna be able to keep our eyes on her. So I told her, honestly, and I do believe this, that the virtual experience is going to be just as powerful as what takes place in this room. But I told her, even though you can't be there, I'm gonna invite you into the room. 
Halima's going to join us on Zoom. And I just want to know if we could wave at Halima so that Halima knows that she's in the room and that we're praying for her. And that when we start praying and warring, that we're also pushing cancer out of her body. There's somebody in this room and the doctor said there's cancer in their body too. And when we war in this room, we're not just warring against issues. We're taking the authority that we have through Jesus. That authority has victory over disease. Can you put Halima on the screen? Because I want Halima to know that her sisters are back in hell. Halima! Halima, we love you so, so much. And we want you to know that if you're in it, we're in it. If you're in it, we're in it. We got the whole squad backing you up. Spirit of the living God, we beseech your authority right now in the name of Jesus. And we speak to every manner of disease. And we rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. God, I believe that you are a healer. God, I believe those words when they say you're a way maker. And we're praying right now in the name of Jesus that you would invade Halima's body. That you would allow the presence of God to show up like never before. We decree and declare that where you're presence is we know there can be no disease so spirit of the living God fall over her body let it touch every portion let it touch every cell let it touch everything connected to her father and we come against depression that would make her believe that she's in this thing on her own and we speak joy in the middle of the battle we speak peace in the middle of the battle the kind of joy that confuses the enemy the kind of peace that makes hell think I may have to get up after her as a matter of fact hell we rebuke you we send you back to the lake of fire where you came from and we decree and declare that who the son has set free my God they're free indeed we bleed the blood of Jesus by his stripes we are healed we lay hold of every stripe for every cancer cell there's a stripe for every depressive thought there's a stripe the blood the blood, 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 the blood. It is the same power that raised Jesus from the grave. That's the power. The same power. The same power. It's the same power. It's the same power. It's the same power. It's the same power that rolled the stone away. It's the same power that brought me to this moment in my life. It's the same power that made a way for us to be connected. That is the power. That's the power that we know can heal. That's the power that we know will deliver. That is the power that Jesus handed down to us and told us to go into the world and heal the sick. And who would we be as believers if we didn't dare put our faith on it? 
Halima, we got faith for you. Halima, we got joy for you. Halima, we got power for you. You don't have to have it right now because one can chase 1,000 and two can chase 10,000 and it's 10,000 of us going to chase every devil out of every sister's body, out of every sister's house, out of every sister's mind. And it's okay. It's okay to be where you are because we're going to push you. We're going to pull you and we're going to carry you. Our faith is going to be with you. And we love you more than words can ever express. We got you. After living in California for almost a decade, my family and I are in need of winter jackets now that we live in Dallas. I'd been lurking online to find the perfect one to give my daughter. I believe I hit the jackpot because style is so important to her, but practicality is what matters the most to me. Lululemon's Wonder Puff Jacket takes care of it all. It's easy on the eyes, water repellent, and windproof. And it's insulated to perfection. I love that she's not going to complain about it being too bulky. And it will provide the warmth that I know she's going to need as the temperatures in Dallas begin to drop. Don't sleep on Lululemon and the variety of items that they offer. This holiday season set joy in motion with the best gifts at lululemon.com. Put cheer into gear by shopping the best gifts at lululemon.com. This is Halima's sister, Valencia, who told her I'll be in the room on your behalf. I'll stand in the gap. She's standing in the gap for her sister. This is not just a good time. We need breakthrough. Miracles, signs, and wonders. And any woman in this room who's got a sister that's in a rough spot, any woman connected to this experience that's got a sister in a rough spot, we have an opportunity to Stand in the gap for her. Suicidal thoughts, I'm standing in the gap for you. Depression, I'm standing in the gap for you. You may not have the strength to do it yourself, but the power of this room is that we get to stand in the gap. Halima's mama, she was blowing me up, that's her on the other side. And she said, uh, I'll do whatever it takes to get you here, to come and see her, if, you, if I could just get you to Chicago. She's doing everything. Let me tell you, Halima told the doctors, there's like, we got your treatment figured out, and we know where you live, we got everything taken care of your house. Halima said, y'all done figured everything out except for how to get me to Dallas, like. 
And her mother was like, well, I'll get Sarah to come to you. She said, it's not about Sarah. I wanna be in the room. So Halima, we brought the room to you. And as this conference goes forth, we think you ought to know that you stuck with us. And you're gonna be in the room and we're gonna speak your name. And we love you. And I can't wait to get you DM about how you felt about this moment. But until then, just know our prayers don't cease. Can we get into the word? Can we take Halima further into the service? Can y'all love on her one more time before she goes? We love you. We love you. Oh, goodness. Y'all sit down and let's get ugly. Who's ugly already? I'm on my way. Yes! Started off cute. Started from the bottom, still at the bottom. That's not how it's supposed to go. It's supposed to be on the top. I'm still on the bottom. What is this? I'm gonna put my sword on the floor. Jesus. That's all right. Okay. All right. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. I love you. I love you. I was, um, y'all don't start. Don't start. We're not doing this. Thank you. Thank you. I, child, y'all so raggedy, child. <laughs> um, okay, where to begin, where to begin? Um, I already told them I was gonna go over time. Um, okay, so here we are at Woman Evolve 21, November 5th. All right, got to gather yourself. Um, there's one more thing I felt led to do, and then I'm for real gonna get into my word. That's all right, y'all here now, you're stuck. What you gonna do about it? Somebody told me they watching virtually, they got two AirPods charged, just one die, I'm putting the other ones in, cause here we are. Um, okay, I'm in the Facebook group and it was just brought to my attention over and over again that so many people literally spent, hey Sean, so many people literally spent their very last to be in this room. And when I say very last, I mean like I don't know what I'm gonna eat for lunch during the break. When I say very last, I mean if one thing goes wrong, I may not have gas to get back. I wanna do something that's gonna require some courage and some vulnerability. And it's gonna to have to require you to not care about how good you look or maybe how not good you think you should look. I wanna give women an opportunity to sow into your life. But you're gonna to have to be willing to stand up so that those of us who have just a little extra to give, it might just be $5, can sow into your life because I don't believe that God brought you here to go hungry. And I don't believe that God brought you here for you to be worried about how you're gonna get back. 
And God is a provider and God is going to make a way. And for somebody, this is the way that God is going to make. I had two women. One had a flat tire, was stuck on the side of the road until two o'clock in the morning. No one could come and get her. There she is. She DM'd me on Instagram. She says, I'm stuck on the side of the road. I drove from Louisiana. I have a flat tire. The police won't help me. I got the DM at five o'clock this morning. We sent an Uber to pick her up. We had her car towed to get her tire changed. Because I don't believe that God brought you here to be stranded. If you're here and you are in trouble and you need help to get home, you need help to eat, I wanna invite you to stand so that you can receive love and to not let your pride stand in the way. Real fast, stand up. I went and got some cash out the ATM. We're gonna just, if you're close to someone and you have it to give, if you don't mind just spreading it out. Imani, you've got my cash. Can you please make sure that those women who are standing don't be cute and then be hungry because you wanted to stay seated, okay? We got a little extra, okay? And it ain't even tax refund season. I don't care how good you look, your eyelashes are done, but you hungry. Let us give you something to help you make sure that you can get yourself taken care of while you're here. Anything we can give you, anything we can give you, you are our sister, you're not a charity case. I don't wanna see myself set free and see you go home in trouble. I don't wanna be in this room and get deliverance while another woman is worried about what she's gonna eat. I'm not gonna do that. I didn't come this far to be greedy. I'm gonna make sure that you're good. You came to the Potter's House, Dallas. This is my hometown. If you're here, we gonna take care of you. If you got it to give, just a little something can go a long way. You'd be surprised what $5 could do at McDonald's. I'm a living witness that five dollars will get you through at McDonald's love on her if she's willing to give her a little side hug let's help as many women as we can no woman left behind you're not gonna be hungry you're not gonna be starving I, God didn't bring you here for you to turn around and feel like I spit my last and my spirit is full, but God, I'm hungry. God said, I shall supply all of your needs. I'm not just going to let you be full on one accord. You're going to go home full in every way. Somebody hasn't had anyone pouring into them and they are taking this opportunity to allow love to come in. Yeah. Yeah, this is what we came for. This is what we came for. I love you, yeah. Did anybody not get a need met? Did anybody not get a need met? Wave at me if you didn't get a need met. You got a need? Wave at me if you still, I still am a little worried. Nobody came into my, it was in my neighborhood, but it skipped past me. Wave at me. Imani, I don't know if I have anything left. Keep your hand up if you didn't get anything so we can make sure you're good. I don't see any hands, yell at me. I don't see any hands, everybody's good? Everybody's good? 
Every, no woman left behind? No woman left behind? Okay, we can't evolve now. Now I can get into the word. You see, I didn't want my word to have any distraction because somebody will be receiving the word but worried about how they're going to eat. Now we can get into the word without any distraction. Amen? Oh. Hallelujah. Somebody feel better already. Somebody got breakthrough already. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Ezekiel 37. Verse 7. This text for all the church girls, they're familiar with it. We in the valley of dry bones. If you're not a church girl, that's all right. We inducted you. Most of the church girls became club girls and then we back to being church girls, so don't let the church... Now y'all know. Now y'all know. Some of the church girls still club girls be straddling the fence and that's all right, God is still working. It's not all right or is it all right? I don't know, I'm confused. Can't remember if it's all right or not all right. It's confusing. It's all confusing up here. Um, okay, here we go. Ezekiel 37 and seven. If you're a pastor's wife, will you wave at me? Hey, thank you pastor's wives for being here, bringing your community and your sisters. PKs wave at me. Ooh, I know y'all tired of church. Thank y'all for giving us another chance, coming to another conference. I see my sisters over there are standing for the reading of the word. That is a thing that we do. I want you to feel comfortable here, but we could just honor this moment. I'm gonna try and be fast. Ezekiel, it's all right? 37 and seven. The prophet Ezekiel has been taken out into the spirit and dropped into the valley of dry bones. He's in this valley and the Lord is showing him things. Verse seven is right in the middle of what God has shown him. I'm gonna give you the cliff notes for those of you unfamiliar. The spirit of the Lord takes him into this valley. It's nothing but dry bones. And God asked the prophet Ezekiel, can these bones live? And he says, Lord, only you know. He says, prophesy to these bones. And he prophesies as he was commanded. And the bones, they get muscle and tissue and flesh comes over them. But there is no breath in the bones. When we enter the text in verse 7, they are what I would call the walking dead. They look put together. They look like they should have breath in them. But they don't. Traditionally, when... I've heard anyone kind of 
preach this text, they start from the moment that they are dry bones, but when I was studying, God told me to start from the point where they are put together but don't have breath. Because so many of us in this room are put together. But we just don't have any breath. Or we're down to our last breath. We don't start holding our breath because we have plenty of it. We're holding our breath because it's the only thing I got that's keeping me together. And when we find this text in verse 7, it says that Ezekiel says, So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together bone to bone indeed. As I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. So also the Lord said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves. O my people, and brought you up from your graves, I will put my spirit in you and you shall live. And I will place you in your own land. I got territory set aside just for you. You're not just going to live, but I'm going to position you. It's one thing to live, but you're not going to live lost. I'm going to take you into your own land, and then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it. I'm not just a God who speaks. I perform. I can back up anything I say. I'll put my money where my mouth is. I'll put my power where my mouth is. If God says it, he's going to perform. Spirit of the living God, Woman Evolve is an idea that started in your mind, and what an honor it is to be a part of it. God, I spent all last year and some of this year thinking I'd never see these women again, that maybe somewhere along the way the need wouldn't exist anymore, God, but you are so faithful that you kept this thing alive, God. And now we stand and we wait to hear what you have to say. God, I turn myself over to you and I say, have your way. Bless this word, God, as only you can do. 
Let it touch every woman connected to this experience. 33 countries, God. Let your word go forth in 33 countries. 10,000 women, God. Let your word meet each and every last one of them gathered in churches to receive this experience, God. Let your word touch each and every last one of them to the extent that lives would be changed, touched, and transformed. God, I pray for the spirit of wisdom, of prophecy, of power, and authority. Bless me, God, that I may stand one foot in heaven and the other foot in the Potter's House, Dallas, prophesying as you say, pouring as you pour. Bless this moment, bless this conference, bless our time together, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, now y'all can sit down. You stood and sit down, stood and sit down. If you're watching online, I hope you typed amen in the comments because you know if you don't put amen in the comments it's like the prayer never happened it's like I have to tell you this story I went to um, one of those like chain wax places a few years ago when I first moved to Los Angeles and I went <laughs> I went this one time and you know it was one of my sisters a little black girl there and she was waxing me up and she was like looking at me funny and um, you know I didn't know why she was looking at me funny but she was looking at me funny and then she gets down to wax in the areas and um, she looks up from the areas and goes that's where I know you from and I was like don't do me you don't know me don't that's not you don't don't try me because it okay, don't do that. She was like, I see your videos on YouTube. I was like, whew, thank you, Jesus, the blood covers. Because I didn't know what she was talking about. So I was like, okay, as much as I love the delegation, like, I don't want to necessarily, you know, because, and then, and that's not, you know. And so I said, I'm going to go to the whitest part of town I can go on and pray they didn't see girl get up because... So I went to this side of town, and I found me a white girl. And hey, white girls, thank y'all for coming to this mostly black event. We love y'all. Come on, Latinas. Thank y'all for coming. We always go to y'all stuff. Y'all come to our stuff. It's almost like this is what heaven going to look like. We thank y'all. Feel comfortable here, OK? Um, listen. No, I do, I love to see when my white sisters come, because I'm like, we sisters, and we ought to be able to experience each other's cultures. I'm at the wax place with the white girl, and she's getting ready to wax me, and then she asks me, what ethnicity are you? And I'm like, black? <laughs> I didn't want to get into the whole racism, social construct. It was just like a limited time, and I was like, I'm black. Black, like, do I look like something else? I'm black, okay? <laughs> and um, she was like, yeah, but like, you know, where did you like originate from? And I was like, Charleston, West Virginia, girl, I'm black. What are we, what are we doing? Why can't I just get a wax when I go places? Okay, and then she was like, okay, but like, have you ever done ancestry? Because I've heard Nigerians have a tighter curl pattern and like she is, Yes, come on, Nigerians, right? Ancestry.com, right? So, um, so I was like, let me go and do my ancestry test because I can't have a white girl telling me more about how black I am than I know that I'm black. So I want to have an answer next time somebody asks me about how black I am. I want to know where my black came from. And so I went on Ancestry.com and they told me that, you know, I'm mostly Nigerian. Bishop Jakes is here. Can we honor Bishop Jakes? <laughs> He's a, uh, hey daddy. My mama is here too. Okay. I think, 
I'm just glad she's here because she said she was hosting a conference called Woman Evolved this weekend. I like to call her Sarah Senior. Um, all right, just one more. Pastor Trey is here too because that's my man. <laughs> okay. Y'all stay focused. I'm trying to preach. Every time I get started, y'all start, and that's not what we're here for. Um, so I go to Ancestry.com, and I find out that most of my Nigerian, thanks to Bishop Jakes, like, I'm like 70%, you know, which, that's a lot. I'm Igbo, just so you know. Yes. Um, and so now that I started, like, Googling more about my ancestry and where I came from, there are certain features that I can identify as Igbo, certain, like, body builds, where I guess I'm like, they're probably Nigerian like me. <clears throat> It was so interesting to me though, because until I had an awareness of where I'd come from, I couldn't identify things from that native country. As a black woman in America, we were exiled from our ancestry. And for some reason, I believe that my history began where the exile occurred. And it wasn't until I did the work to understand my ancestry that I realized that my history began long before the exile occurred. And so there are certain things that I see as uniquely Igbo, uniquely Nigerian that I can identify now and I feel more connected to that native country even though I experienced a period of being exiled. That was interesting to me in the landscape of this conference and this experience because I felt like so many of us understand what it's like to be exiled. Exiled is having been expelled and barred from one's native country. The thing about being exiled, like I experienced, is that if you're exiled long enough, you'll forget what life was like before you begin living in a foreign land. Some of us in this room have been exiled away from our native land. I'm not talking about our ethnicity now. I'm talking about us being exiled to the foreign land of grief to the foreign land of depression, the foreign land of worry, the foreign land of doubt. And sometimes it starts off foreign, but eventually it becomes our norm. I'm just kinda getting used to walking around broken. I'm just kind of used to walking around with no expectations anymore. If you've been exiled long enough, you'll start to give up on what life was like before I got barred from joy, before I got barred from peace. Some of us, it's not like we can just access joy. I feel barred from it. I feel barred from hope, barred from confidence. There are some circumstances that take place in our life that are so devastating that we feel exiled. And I was thinking about this in the context of what's happening in the text because these children of, he, the Hebrew children, the Israels in this text have been exiled from their land. And spiritually, they are beginning to take on the characteristics of the foreign land that they're living in. 
They're hopeless. Their bones are dry. They feel cut off. And they have forgotten, maybe like some of you in this room, that your spirit has a native country. In Jeremiah 1 and 5, it says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, let's do King James, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. You lived somewhere else before you were formed in your mother's womb. I'm putting you in your mother's womb, but technically your mother's womb should be foreign to you. Because before I placed you in your mother's womb, you were from somewhere else. I knew you in heaven. I knew you in the spiritual realm. I understood and connected with you on a level that humanity can't even connect with. Before I formed thee in your mother's belly, I knew you. That word yada, it's an intimacy. We were one with God. My spirit used to be one with God. There was no separation between me nor God. I was so intimate with God that I took on the attributes of God. I was holy because I was connected to holiness. I was whole because I was connected to wholeness. I had peace because I was connected to peace. I had love because I was connected to love. Before I even touched down in this earth, before I even took my first breath, I was connected to the holiness of God. Put it on the screen for me. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. That word sanctified means I made you holy. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations, and I gave you something to say. I put words in your mouth. Come on, can we rest on that for a minute? I know it's hard to remember what it was like before you were exiled from heaven, but I want you to know that even though we are no longer tapped into heaven the way we were before we were formed in our mother's womb, that we still have access to that native country. And if you don't believe that you still have access, then this conference is just going to be something cute for you, and you're going to go Go home the same way that you came. But if you can remember that I did not start from the place where I was exiled. I started from a place that you cannot see. That means heaven's got a house with my name on it. Heaven knew exactly where I was going to be in this season in my life because before I came here, heaven laid out the roadmap. Heaven gave me enough spirit for the life ahead of me. Heaven gave me enough strength for the life ahead of me. Heaven knew me. Heaven is saying my name. Heaven understood why I needed to be in this room because heaven knew that it was saying my name. Something in this room was going to echo and it was going to remind me of where I've come from. You see, somebody came to a conference, but somebody else came because they heard something that sounds like their native language. It sounds like you speak heaven the way that I understand heaven. It sounds like you speak God the way that I understand God. It sounds like you speak deliverance and I'm trying to get back to my native land. It would be one thing if I was okay being exiled, but I came all the way to Dallas I'm logged on at work because I'm trying to get back to my native land. I don't believe what this hell is trying to say about me. I don't believe what this circumstance. I'm trying to step over my situation and step back to the place where heaven formed me. I'm trying to get back connected to holiness. I'm trying to get back connected to who I was before I touched down here. Because who I was there had enough power for here. God, I wish I could say it. 
the way that I feel it. If I can get a revelation about who I was before they left me, if I could get a revelation about who I was before my daddy walked away from me, if I could get a revelation about who I was before I lost the job. See, all of this is human stuff. And I didn't start in human stuff. I started in the spirit. I started with a God that is greater than anything you can understand. And the problem is that hell is trying to push me back down. But I remember where I came from. Don't you forget where you came from. Don't forget where you came from. You are not of this earth. You are a daughter of the most high God. Before God formed you, in your mother's womb, he knew you. He said, I know Tanya. I know Sarah. I know Cora. And I'm only sending her down because she's ready. God didn't half make you. He didn't give you just a little bit to work with. I'm going to give her everything she needs for the road ahead of her. And I'm not going to release you from heaven until you got enough power for the journey. You don't understand. But that's all right. I only need a few of us to understand. You feel like you're running out of breath. God said impossible because before I formed you in your mother's womb, I put enough breath in you for the life ahead of you. You think you're running out of strength. I came to tell you it's impossible because before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you and I didn't put you in this earth with just enough to get you halfway there. We ain't doing no half-stepping. Who came all of this way to do some half-stepping? If I'm going to step in this world, if I'm going to step in this earth, I'm going to step in it with all of heaven's resources backing me up. I wish a half-stepping somebody would run up on a Woman Evolve conference. What you think this is? I will push you back into the fullness of who God called you to be. You're not running out of breath. As a matter of fact, you're about to dig deeper. I hear God saying, you gotta exhale. Cause when you exhale, you can inhale. See, you holding on to that breath. And God says, I wish you would let it go. I wish you would just cry the ugly cry. I wish you would just say that you're broken. I wish you would just say that you're worried. Because if you would finally let that thing go, I can show you what else I put down in you. You think we serve a God of one breath? God said, I will multiply thee. He's not just multiplying your money. He's not just multiplying your friends. He's multiplying your breath. If you bad, I dare you to take a breath. If you bold, I dare you to take a breath. If you really bad about it, I dare you to take a breath. Because if you take a breath, heaven says, I'm going to show you you got more in you than you think. I'm going to show you what I knew when I formed you in your mother's womb. I made you holy. You are not a broken little girl. You are not unlovable. You are not someone who cannot be held down. I was holding you down before your mother ever held you. I got to get back to holy. I got to get back to glory. God increased my thoughts. God increased my mind. God changed my focus. I'm focused on what's happening here, but you're focused on what's happening there. And God, if you're not going to change here, then pull me up to there. I'm trying to get a revelation. I'm trying to get breakthrough. And this breakthrough I can't get right here. Pull them up, pull them up, pull them up. 
pull him up, 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 we got fire, we got fire. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, pull him up. Holy Spirit, pull him up. Up out of that depression. Up out of that despair. Up out of that boring old life they live in. Pull him up, pull him up. Bring him back to life. Awake my soul. Help me to see why I'm here again. Pull him up. Pull him up. Pull him up. God, pull him. Pull me up, pull me up. Pull me up, pull me up. Pull me up, pull me up. I feel like having fun. Pull me up, pull me up. Pull me up, pull me up. Pull me up, pull me up. God, pull me up out of this. God, I'm depressed, pull me up out of this. God, I'm broken, pull me up out of this. God, I don't have resources, but my God has infinite resources. There's a disconnect here. I'm the one disconnected. Pull me up to the way you think. Pull me up to the way you pray. Pull me up to the way you do miracles. Pull me up until hell doesn't just get nervous, but gives up and goes back and picks on somebody else who don't have a revelation. Hell being nervous is over. Hell got to back up off of me. Then, pull me up. Pull me up. Gotta get back to my native country. I'm not of this world. I didn't start here, I started with God. You didn't start here, you started with God. Your life did not begin when the divorce happened. Your life did not begin when the abortion occurred. Your life did not begin when the addiction happened, nor did it end. That didn't have anything to do with what, who God is. God says, I'm holy enough to be with you when you're in addiction, and I'm still holy enough to be with you when you're in ministry. And if you get a revelation of my holiness, then you'll start tapping into holiness and get out of your feelings, and get out of your past, and get out of your emotions, and you'll step into my holiness. And you'll say, God, I want to be sanctified again. God, can you make me holy again? Remove anything in me that's making me dirty when you've called me to be pure. And I hear God saying, I don't care how dirty you've been, I can still sanctify you because I'm just that holy. I'm holy enough to be in Dallas and holy enough to be in Africa. I'm holy enough to be in Dallas and holy enough to be in your house. I'm holy enough to be in your finances and holy enough to be in your mind. I'm holy enough than you've ever seen before. Holy, 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 you lack nothing. Holy, holy, holy. You got everything you need. Holy, holy, holy. Do you know who I am? You forgot how holy I am. I am not your father. I am not your mother. I am not your lover. I am not your friend. Jesus is not your boyfriend. You serve a holy God. 
I'll clean you right up. I'm holy enough to comfort your grief and end their pain. You don't have to worry about what will happen if it doesn't go the way you want it to. Because God is holy enough to see you through whatever it is. I got wisdom, I got insight, I got power. So my job is to become sanctified again. I'm not asking you to be something you've never been before. God says I wouldn't call you to it if I didn't already put it in you. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. I sanctified you. Not I was going to sanctify you. Not I had plans. You were holy before you got in your mother's womb. Finding the right doctor is like having a comfy dress with pockets. You want to tell everyone about it. ZocDoc, a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them is an app you'll love using and one you'll share with anyone who will listen. I know I do. ZocDoc has quality doctors at your fingertips and reviews from real people that have recently been seen by them so you can take the guesswork out of finding the best care for you or your loved one. Scheduling appointments has never been easier. ZocDoc is very user-friendly and it has just about any kind of specialist you may need. Go to ZocDoc.com slash Woman Evolve and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Woman Evolve. ZocDoc.com slash Woman Evolve. No wonder the serpent's intention in Genesis 3 is to make us question God's intentions. Because if I can get you to question God's intentions, then you will question the holiness of God. And you'll think that God is trying to keep something from you. But when you have a revelation about God's holiness, you'll know that if God is keeping it from me, then it must, it's must gonna harm me. It must not mean well by me. And in my text, this moment has taken place. If you read Ezekiel 36, because God says, my holiness is on the line. Somebody came into this room and they think it's about their circumstance, they think it's about their situation, but the truth is, I'm questioning God's holiness. God, I don't know if I'm honest that you know what you're doing, all right, okay. I don't know if you know what you're doing. Because if you knew what you were doing, certainly, why would you allow this pain, this grief, this disease? 
So you took your breath back. And you took your worship back. And you took your trust back and you took your faith back. Because I lost faith in God's holiness. God, how can my marriage be in trouble? I'm going to take my... I'm going to take my faith back. I'm going to hold on to it. Because mm. when I gave it to you, you, you kind of disappointed me. When I gave it to you, it didn't go the way that I thought it should, so I'm going to just take that back. When we find Israel in the text, they started serving other gods. They probably didn't know it, fully because they probably still had God somewhere in the mix. But they started serving, because <laughs> you don't just take your trust back from God, you place it in something else. I took my trust from God, now I'm gonna trust my brokenness because my brokenness says I can't trust God. So it's not like you just move your faith from God, you just switched it to another pot. Now I'm gonna have faith in my own decisions, I'm gonna have faith in my own plans, I'm gonna have faith in other people, I'm gonna have faith that someone else will fix me because when I gave it to God, he didn't perform the way I thought he should perform. But Israel has spent 70 years now exiled from the land that God gave them. And because they have spent 70 years here exiled from this land, they're now in a dilemma because their bones are dry. This text, Buried Alive, it's what I'm calling this message. This is what happens to us when we find ourselves in predicaments where we are alive but we feel buried by what has exiled us. Is anybody in this room buried alive? I'm alive but I'm buried. I'm buried in uncertainty. I wouldn't even call it depression. I wouldn't call it grief. I'm just buried and I don't even know why I'm here. And I can't see beyond that any longer. Israel is buried alive and I wanted to study three things about what happens to us when we're buried alive. What happens to us when we're down to our last breath. Israel says it for us, but I want to break it down in Ezekiel 37. It says that they said that their bones were dry. So he gives the revelation that this is Israel. And he says to them, our bones, the Israel says, our bones are dry. Let's talk about that for a second if you're taking notes. If you're looking for three signs, you're down to your last breath. Number one, your bones are dry. Somebody says, sis, I put on lotion. I don't know what you're talking about. You lost me. These bones are not dry. I put on Vaseline, just like my grandmother told me. That word bones, it, it means substance. I don't have any substance anymore. If faith is the substance of things hoped for, and my substance has ran dry, 
When your bones are dry, it means I don't even know what I'm made of anymore. I don't even know who I am anymore. That's what it feels like when your bones are dry. My substance is dried up. Number two says that our hope is lost. I love that it says the hope is lost. It didn't say hope is gone. Because hope being lost means that I have it one day, I don't have it the next. That word lost literally means wondering. So I don't have any substance. One day I have hope, the next day I don't. And then it says you're cut off. That means that where I was once standing tall, I'm now cut off. Maybe it's not in my career. Maybe it's in my relationship. Maybe it's not in my relationship. It's in my career. Maybe it's my faith. My faith feels cut off. I experienced church hurt. I wasn't able to get over why God didn't deliver the way that I thought that he would, and so I have been cut off. This is where Israel is when we find them in the text. And he says to the prophet Ezekiel that this is exactly where they are but I have an assignment that's gonna bring them back to life. When God gets ready to restore Israel, he gives a prophet a vision. So while Israel feels cut off, there's a prophet that sees them alive. While Israel feels like they have no more hope, there's a prophet somewhere that sees them alive. So you have to understand what's happening behind the scenes of the text. Behind the scenes of the text, Israel is down to their last breath. But on the other side of the text, God has given a word saying exhale, because I want them to come to a place where they feel like they're out of breath, but the moment that you begin speaking, breath is gonna come back to them. I'm not even talking about Ezekiel anymore. I'm talking about what's happening at the woman evolving experience. God says, I'm going to give them just enough breath to get in the room because when they get in the room, I need you to see them alive. I need you to see them functioning at their highest version of themselves. I need you to see them powerful. I need you to see them Holy Ghost filled. I need you to see them stronger than they've ever been. God gave me a vision that somebody was going to be connected to this experience and because they were connected to this experience, that breath was going to come back to them. The Ruach of God, the breath of God is coming back. That word Ruach it means spirit. He says that they, they're alive, but they don't have breath. They're buried alive, but my ruach, my breath, my spirit is coming to them. They don't know it yet, but the spirit is on the way. They don't know it yet, but they just took a breath of my spirit. They were worshiping, but they thought they was just singing a song. They didn't realize that my breath was coming back to them. And the prophet Ezekiel says, he says, command the wind. Let's go. He says, prophesy to the breath. I prophesy to your breath. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy to the breath that God breathed in you when he formed you in your mother's womb. I prophesy to that breath he put in Adam and then into Eve. I prophesy to your breath in Africa. I prophesy to your breath in India. I prophesy to your breath in Australia. And because you don't believe that the breath can come from you, God says, I'm gonna send the four winds from the earth because the breath isn't even in you, it's outside of you and the wind is gonna blow and when the wind blows you better catch the breath when the wind blows I hear God saying it's coming from the north the south the east and the west the north the south the east and the west the north the south the east and the west south make some noise in this place 
East Coast, make some noise in this place. North, make some noise in this place. West Coast, where you at? The North, the South, the East, and the West. Somebody brought some wind with them. Did anybody pack a little wind? I know you packed your eyelashes, but did anybody pack a little wind? That word wind means a violent exhale. It means the kind of exhale that blows depression out of the way. This breath isn't coming from in you. Stop trying to dig down. I hear God saying the breath is coming from around you. The North, the South, and the East, and the West. I command the wind to come into your body in the name of Jesus. I command the wind to come into your situation in the name of Jesus. The wind, 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 the wind. My breath is coming from the wind. My strength is coming from the wind. I hear a sound. I hear a sound. I hear a sound like a mighty rushing, a mighty rushing, a mighty rushing wind. I hear the sound. The wind. The wind is coming for cancer. The wind is coming for depression. This wind's not coming from in you. You're in the right place at the right time, sitting by the next woman, and you better secure your wig, because I have a feeling that before these 48 hours are up, that there's gonna be a wind blowing in this place. Did anybody come to experience the wind? I hear God saying you could get the wind going right now, that your worship is a sign to the wind, that your praise is a sign to the wind. Who brought their wind? Who brought their wind? If you breathe it out, it'll get violent. That word wind means violent exhale. That violent exhale means that that wind is coming to go to war. It means that wind is coming to come up against every weapon that has been formed against you. That wind is coming for your brokenness. That wind is coming for your anger. That wind is coming for your joy. That wind is coming for your pieces carrying. The wind carries things with it. The wind carries things with it. And anything that God didn't send is gonna get swept away in the wind. And when the dust settles, there's not gonna be any doubt that the wind was in this room and I wish I had about two crazy people who wouldn't mind lifting up their wind who wouldn't mind lifting up their voices exhale 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 I'm out of breath, but I got a little wind. I'm barely here, but I got a little wind. If you take your little wind, and I take my little wind, then maybe the wind of all winds, maybe the great I am, maybe the Holy Spirit wind will take this little bit of wind that we got left and blow it in the direction of our circumstances. God, throw your weight around. How is God gonna throw his weight around? The wind is gonna throw his weight around. I'm gonna be in this room one day. I'm gonna be in Africa the next day. I'm gonna throw my way happening right now the wind 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 
God says to Israel, I'm gonna open your grave. I'm gonna open your grave. You can't open this grave by yourself. There are some graves that you cannot open by yourself. And that's why you've been struggling to get out. And that's why you've been struggling to find how do I make my way out of this situation, God says. You're going to need the wind for this. I'm going to open your grave and I'm going to cause you to come out of your grave. That word yours is possession. You've gotten so comfortable in that grave that if I don't call you, cause you to come out of it, I could open the grave and you would still stay in it. I'll open your grave. I'm gonna cause you to come out of it. God. The grave can't keep you. That grave that's holding what's trying to die on the inside of you. God says, I'll open your grave. If you'll trust me, if you'll believe me, if you'll have just a little bit of faith, I'll open, I'll open your grave. You're buried, but you're still alive. You're buried, but you're still here. I hear God saying, I am the God of your grave. And I'll open your grave and I'll give you the strength to come out of it. You are not dead. Your spirit is still alive. Your hope is still alive. Your miracle is still alive. God's love is still alive on the inside of you. Come out of your grave. Come out of those grave clothes. It is not time for a funeral. You still have life left to live. You still have joy yet to tap in. Come out of your grave. Have joy again. I dare you to laugh. I dare you to have peace again. I dare you to come out of your grave. so that God can put his spirit in you. Does anybody want to receive God's spirit? If gift giving was an Olympic sport, then I'd like to believe that I'm in the running to win a gold medal, especially when I'm giving out anything from Bombas. I mean, have you seen their unique items and dope socks? Let's not forget the fact that every purchase made is another time that Bombas gives back to those in need. So yeah, I need my gold medal. Join me in the gift giving Olympics and start shopping with Bombas. I love the coziness of their slippers and the ultra soft shirts that they have. But honestly, you can't go wrong when it comes to Bombas. Give the good this holiday season with Bombas. And don't forget to grab your family's picture-perfect holiday sets too. Go to bombas.com slash evolve and use code evolve for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash evolve, code evolve for 20% off. Bombas.com slash evolve, code evolve. 
I'm going to pray with you. You're in this room. And you want the grave to let you go. Somebody's experienced something devastating. Lethal. It's trying to kill my marriage. It's trying to kill my family. I'm addicted. I'm strung out. I can't tell the truth if you paid me. I can't get this brokenness off of me. I can't see myself the way other people see me and I keep sabotaging even my relationship with God. This thing is trying to kill you. It's not cute. It's not something that you're just gonna live with. I don't care how many women in your circle are coping with it. God is calling you out of that grave. And if you're gonna wait for any woman to come with you, you may be in that grave one minute longer than you're supposed to be in there. Somebody's gonna have to come out of that grave if they're the only one to do it. I may have to leave my mother in that grave. I may have to leave my friends in that grave, but I am not going to keep living this way. I'm not going to keep questioning my worth. I'm not going to keep putting myself on clears. God is calling me out of this grave. He's calling me out of depression. He's calling me out of brokenness. He's calling those drugs out of my vein. He's pulling me out of despair. God is calling me out of that grave. If that's you, I want you to step out of your seat and rush down to this altar. If you're watching online, I want you to step out of where you are. Just take one step. You're in the office. Take one step away from your desk. I want you to come out of your grave. Come out of your grave. God is calling you out of your grave. Out of your grave. I want, I want out of this grave. I want out of this grave. This grave is trying to take me out. This grave is trying to change my name. This grave is trying to make me believe that I'm not worthy. It's trying to kill me. This grave is trying to kill me. It's trying to bury me alive. That I would be alive but not really be present. That I would be alive but not really be awake. I'm buried alive. I'm here but I'm not here. I want out. I want out. I want out. I want out, I want to be delivered. I want to be sanctified. I want to experience holiness. Yes, me. Me with the abortion, I want holiness. Me with all of the lovers, I want holiness. Me with the wounds, me with the divorce, yeah, I want out. God, I want to come out of this grave, this place that has become comfortable to me. I don't know what life is like outside of this grave. I was born in a grave. Generations of women in my family battling the same thing over and over again. Somebody said I never stood a chance. God says you didn't start with those women in your family. You started with me. You didn't start in that city. You started with me. You didn't start in that relationship. You started with me. And it ain't over until God says it's over. You might have to fight this thing. I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm not going to tell you that God is just going to pull that thing up off of you. For somebody that may happen. But that's not everybody's testimony. Some of us have to face off with the grave. 
Some of us have to fight some battles that we don't want to be in. Some of us have to sign up for some wars that we would rather not be in. But you don't do it with your own strength. You will end up in a grave if you try to fight it with your own strength. You will be tired if you fight it with your own strength. But if you say, God, you allowed this thing to happen in my life. And I don't have strength to face it. So God, I'm going to need you to cause me to come out of the grave. I was reading this text and I couldn't help but wonder, God, why didn't you just pull them? Why didn't you just move? You God, why you got to open the grave? That's too many steps for you personally. I have to do that, but why do you have to do that? Because Israel's going to end up in a grave again. But they need to know that the grave has an opening. That the grave isn't sealed shut. And if I just pull them out, the next time they end up in a grave, they'll forget that this grave has an opening. So even when I'm in the grave, I'm in the grave with expectation that this thing has an opening. This is not going to be the death of me. My life is not going to end here. My memory, my legacy will not end here. This grave, your grave has an opening. It's going to suck for a little bit. It's going to be dark for a minute. But my God is going to be a light unto my path. He's going to be a lamp unto my feet. And he's going to help me see in the middle of the grave. you're here in this room and all God wants is access to your grave and faith is the only response that you can give to him just a little bit of faith that God will pull you out of the grave God we've seen some graves not just over the last two years, over our lifetime. Buried alive over and over again. Every time I thought my head was coming out of the water, God just six feet under again. God says, I can open that grave. But you got to give me access. And you have to break covenant with your grave. You got to want to come out of it. It's your grave. But when you say this grave don't belong to me anymore, this grave was sent by hell. And because this grave was sent by hell, I don't want anything to do with it. So God, anytime you're ready to come open this thing, I'm ready to come out of it. Anytime you're ready to pull me up out of it, I'm ready to do the work to climb out of it. I want you to lift your hands and worship in this place want us to begin to allow God access, access to those graves. God, God, only you know the graves in this room. God, only you know the pain, only you know the brokenness, only you know the despair. And God, we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. God, you called us holy. 
God, you sanctified us before we were in our mother's womb. God, that's what you did. And so when I offer myself as a living sacrifice, it's because I want anything that's in me that doesn't look like what you sanctified to be burnt off. And God, I know that that includes the grave. I want this grave to get up off of me. I smell like dead stuff. I smell like bitterness. I smell like brokenness. And I don't want it in me any longer. I don't want it in me any longer. God, pull her out of her grave. God, pull her out of her grave. God, pull this woman out of her grave. Help to come to a place God I want to get to each and every last one of you God I want out let your spirit fall resurrect in power God in the grave resurrect in power in the grave God we open our spirits to you God and we acknowledge your holiness there is no one like you in all the earth, God. We've tried, we've searched, and we came up empty. God, and we make room for you in this tomb. Recognizing that your desire is to pull us out and to allow us to experience your glory and your presence in a fresh way. God, thank you for this time to be reminded of why we were sanctified, for this time of being reminded of why you chose us. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh in the lives of my sisters. Fall fresh in their souls, God. God, let your wind blow in this room. Let your wind fill this place as only it can. From the north, the south, the east, and the west. Let it blow through the technology. Let it touch Halima, God. Let it touch all of the Halimas who we didn't even get a chance to meet. God, let your wind blow in this place. Let there be fresh power and fresh fire. Let your Holy Ghost fall, God. We speak to every dead thing and we cause it to be resurrected in the name of Jesus. You are not what you've gone through. You are not who your mother said you are. You are not who your father said you are. You are a daughter of the Most High God and who the Son has set free. My God, you're free indeed. God, I thank you for what you've decided to do in this place. Let there be breakthrough, God, in her belly, in her belly. Let there be rivers of living water flowing like never before, God. And we speak power, and we speak authority, and we speak impartation. Let the rivers flow. Let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. Let the wind flow. Spirit of the living God, we decree and declare this is your daughter and death cannot have her. Brokenness will not have the last say. God, I thank you that you've already doing a work down on the end. Make it whole. Make it whole. I bind you, Satan. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. We speak wholeness. We speak breakthrough. We speak power. God, rivers, 
rivers, rivers, rivers of living water. Let it flow out of her mouth until she prophesies, until the dry bones come back to life. I've been wanting to get you for a long time. God, you know what's that. And I say, come forth, come forth, oh God. Let her receive it, Jesus. An impartation, God, and we thank you that it's already done that we got victory in this place that this will not have the last say begin to worship him let the wind blow 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 We speak to the wind. We speak to the wind. We speak to the Your wind, your wind, your wind. Not my way, but your wind. Not my way, but your wind. Not my way, but your wind. you let her know the wind is on your back the wind is on your back the wind is pushing you push her just a little bit push her just a little bit the wind is pushing you out of that thing it's pushing you out of that depression it's out far too hard to be in this room let the wind blow Come alive. 
we don't need no worship. We are the worship team. We don't need no worship. We are the worship team. It's us. It's us. It's us. It's us. We are the worship team. It's us. No music. No music. No singers. I am the worship team. When can't nobody else carry me, I can open up my mouth and exhale. My breath started with God. Sometimes it's just me and God. You're not going to always have somebody to carry you. Sometimes your praise is going to be all you have. Your praise is a weapon. Your worship is a sword. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's getting their breath back. Somebody's getting their wind back. The wind blew them in position. The wind reminded them who they are. When's the last time you stood at the feet of Jesus? When is the last time you were reminded of the power of God to move a room? This same power is in your living room. This same power is at your job. It's down on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit is working. And when you exhale, you release God's breath. That's why you got to get your breath out the way. My breath is tired. My breath is worried. And I got to get that out of the way. I can't ignore it. I got to get that out of the way. Because when I'm down to my last breath, I'm down to my starting breath. And my starting breath started with God. God, if you started it, you're going to finish it. Woman Evolve, we started something in this place. And we got 48 hours. On the third day, most of you were going home. You come to church. You better come to church. When you get home, the full expression of what's taking place at this altar will be manifested in your life. This is not a woman evolved thing. This is not a Dallas thing. It's a you thing. It's a you thing. 
and it can't be fully expressed until you step back into your world. Yeah, I'm gonna call you out of your grave. I'm gonna put my spirit in you. Then I'm gonna send you to your own land. Don't you dare start believing that this is just a Dallas thing. Don't you let the enemy make you believe that this is a Sarah Jakes Roberts thing. Your anointing called me out. What God placed in you called me out. This is down in you. It may not be packaged this way. It may come out in music, it may come out in writing, it may come out in the way that you do therapy, it may come out in the way that you parent your family, but this grace, this anointing happened because we are all pulling on one another. It's down in you. And when you get back to sanctified, when you get back to holiness where you see God is holy, and you see your body and yourselves is holy, you tap into this anytime you want. The enemy has been after your holy. But you were buried alive. That holiness still in you. And we're going to cultivate it. And we're going to create an environment where it can come out and where you can give it language and boundaries. And I am so honored that you would trust me with you. I take who you are serious. So serious that I messed up the schedule and you only got lunch for 10 minutes, but that's all right, you love me. We've got an incredible day planned for you an incredible two days. And I just want you to stay open. Stay open to receive. Everyone's got a different style, a different delivery, a different expertise, but all of them I prayed over before assigning them to you. And if you trust me, trust the people who God told me could help you. And when it's all said and done, you'll see when you get home why you had to be connected to this experience. You'll see when you close the laptop, when you shut off the phone, you'll see why you needed to be connected to this experience. It's all gonna make sense. Gonna seal what happened in this room. We're gonna take a minute and get the glue out our eyelashes. (laughs) Then we're gonna come back and see what else God is saying to us. Is anybody ready to go into overflow? You came in empty, but you're ready to go into overflow. Baby, I got some for you. And we just getting started. Woman Evolve, are you with me? God, seal this word as only you can do. Let it take root. Let it produce fruit. And let us get our soil ready for the next seed that's going to come as a result of this conference. Bless my sisters 
In Jesus' name. I pray I love you all.